Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gawk. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today we are going to be talking about how to get customer reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about this topic because Ruthie happens to be a wealth of knowledge about customer <laughs> reviews. <laughs> so, a bit of an overstatement. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually both have some experience with it. Yeah. So what kind of questions should you ask when you want to get a customer review? So basically, the the general gist of it is that you want to be asking questions that you actually want to know the answer to. Instead of like being like, what was your experience like? Ask specific questions. Like if you're selling a specific product, then ask about what their like general review is of that product or what do you specific functionality with that product what they liked what they didn't like and think of the way that you can craft different questions based on what you actually want to know so maybe you really want to know if this is a good price point for you or something like that think of ways that you can craft different questions surrounding that Um, and then also like making sure that the kind of questions you're asking mix it up with uh, open-ended questions and close close-ended questions so like you can do some yes or no's you can do some um one's more long answer but you should really start your questions with an easier way to answer it um like start off with the the more simple questions and then move into the more complex ones um but that also kind of leads into uh another question that we had which is uh, what kind of form should they fill out or like what what is the way basically like how can you mine those responses Ooh, how do you mine those responses mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious what you're looking for exactly in that just keep going i'll edit it out uh, just ask me like how can you mine those responses from people Okay, so how do you how do you get those responses from people? Like you find they're they're reviewing your stuff, and they say, "Oh, I really appreciate this." And then, how do you capture those little nuggets of information that are really valuable? Yeah, so there's a couple different ways that you can go about doing that. Um, you can use uh, email if you have a call with them or something like that then you can send them an email afterwards or if you have their uh, information after they've bought a product on your website or maybe they're just like a recurring customer and you already have their contact information and you already know what their email address is you can just shoot them a quick email with um, you could do like just questions in that email and just say please respond to the following questions and they can just respond to it or um, you could have specific forms like I know we've talked about before like utilizing Google Forms or um, another way that you could do it that would be more public is to um, have links to things like your Google My Business listing or your Facebook or things like that where people can leave reviews more publicly. Um, You could also do that if you're selling on Amazon, like asking people to leave you a review there. Um, So there's lots of different ways that you can get reviews from people or get different customer feedback. Yeah, I'm thinking about this more in terms of just feedback from your clients, um, whether that's to be seen by the rest of the world or just internally and how you uh, use that to make your business better. Yeah, so I think it's important to note that customer reviews, when people talk about them today, they're usually talking about, oh, on my Facebook page, I have tons of reviews or on my Amazon listing, there's lots of reviews there, whatever. Um, But when you're talking about internal reviews as well, you're trying to see if 
commonly when people get off the phone they say and please stay till the end until you hear this short survey <laughs> and tell them that I was awesome because that's how we get paid right mm -hmm. so that's more of an internal review is finding out did that person do their job mm -hmm. right so two different categories mm -hmm. of what you would use the reviews for and where those are posted so one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we covered in that is a lot of times so the way Ruthie is suggesting it is saying asking specific questions about the product and all of that because then you can get some specific customer quotes mm -hmm. uh, about this was so helpful for me it solved all my problems mm -hmm. great that's a great customer quote to use in your marketing um, advertising or what our customers are saying yes or no questions was this product helpful for you mm. yes you can say 90% of our customers find our product helpful right <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome right because super vague <laughs> super vague no I, I mean make it very specific I'm just I'm being broad right now uh, <laughs> they gave yeah. us a thumbs up I would We're totally not telling you why <laughs> yeah I would totally not <laughs> what did not they give you a thumbs up for <laughs> okay but in the I mean come on some people do the uh, peanut butter prime example what? choosy moms choose chip what the heck is a choosy mom <laughs> like what do they go around are you a choosy mom that's basically their whole intake form anyways are you a choosy mom yes or no <laughs> anyways okay besides the point so um yeah so if some people do that i wouldn't necessarily recommend it mm -hmm. <laughs> um unless you're gonna make it part of a ridiculous slogan like jiff did then i mean go for it but yeah. it's yeah. memorable you remembered it <laughs> <laughs> anyways all right so when we're talking about asking for those customer reviews and you're finding out maybe their review was less than pleasant mm. right um having an intake form like Ruthie is talking about is a really good way to do that. She mentioned like doing a Google form, whatever. There's a lot of programs that you can actually do if then statements as well. Oh my goodness, I just learned so much about all of these cool ways you can do that. But a one that's one that I've seen used a lot for specifically reviews is a review platform called Broadly. They do a really good job of sending emails and then you ask uh, questions like was this great experience or not so great if it's not so great it kicks it back to a form where they can get information sent over to the manager of like hey there's an issue and if it was great then it just pushes them directly to leave a review mm -hmm. on like yelp or mm -hmm. um your google business listing or your facebook page like it's it's pretty cool but there's also other ways you can build those functions for pretty inexpensively on your own and i just read this really cool article about how people are using if then statements for um on text message ordering mm -hmm. it was really cool i'll share i'll share the article explain what an if then statement is so okay yeah if you're programming something on your own in the back end to say if someone responds this then you should respond this very similar to actually exactly how chatbots work mm -hmm. And what I just found out within Facebook, fun, fun opportunity here, you guys, so you should totally check it out, is that when customers ask you questions and you respond, Facebook now has this really cool tool that says, would you like to save this response for later when a customer asks a similar question? Mm -hmm. And so basically it's catalog or cataloging. I was going to say cataloging. <laughs> That's <is> not a <laughs> word. <laughs> Categorizing and cataloging at the same time. Um, it's 
categorizing those things, storing them for you for later so that it can be almost as efficient, if not already into a chatbot. So when someone in the future says, can you get me pricing on this? It's like, boom, here's the answer right there. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the auto-suggest feature that uh, Google has when you're typing an email, right? So it saves the responses that you've sent to people? Yes. Oh. In the Facebook messages wow. from your business page. Wow. Oh, I yeah. I have been so experimenting. I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was so excited. So if your customers are actually sending you Facebook messages, um, definitely check out that feature because it's a new thing that um, Facebook is rolling out. And it could be really helpful for documenting that stuff in the future. And I haven't looked into it, but there might be a way to export those. Ooh. You can use it for other channels of marketing, too. That would be really cool. Uh, I don't know if that's a accurate statement yet, but it would be <laughs> so cool if they did. If they don't, copy and paste it. Get a little more creative. Put some elbow, elbow grease in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get it done. You can do it on your own. Okay. So that's also really helpful when you put someone else in charge of getting your customer reviews because then you don't have to do it all yourself and the questions are already built up, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. When we're asking for in an email or a text message, you can send them a direct link to the the um, the page that you want them to review. You should probably ask a couple questions first, like Ruthie said, hey, mm-hmm. how was your experience with us? And if they're like, yeah, it was great, then you're like, awesome, here's the link to this form. Could you say that publicly? Mm-hmm. That's a great way to do it. But how do you, when should you follow up, Ruthie? When you have a customer and you want them to give you a review because you know you did everything above and beyond, what, what, what does that timeline look like? So it depends on your business model, whether it's product-based or service-based, um, but also the typical longevity of how long someone uses your product. Like if it's something where you're just, you're providing food for someone and they eat it, you're going to want to follow up with them right away. But if it's something where you have this product that maybe it's like a toilet cleaner or something like that, or, you know, one of those drain snakes or something where people won't necessarily, maybe somebody would use that right away, actually. (laughs) I bought that because I had a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But But it's something like that might take a little bit longer for them to decide if they like it, maybe let's say like a pair of shoes or something, then that's something where you could wait a little bit wait until they get used to it wait until they fall in love with it and then you reach out to them in a timely manner and say hey remember us like we're reaching out to you and that that's the important thing is you want to reach out and say something personal um so explain to them why you know them. Like if it's like, oh, you recently purchased this from us or we recently redid the gardening in your front yard. And so you just like explain why you know them and then from there get into like the more why you're reaching out to them. And then from there, then you can like ask your questions and things like that and then explain why them answering it will benefit you. And you kind of have to know your target audience as well to know what kind of response. If you're wanting someone to get in contact with someone who's just very, you know that they don't have a lot of time, they're just very like, this is, we're doing it quick. Um, You want to, yeah, just say those things, make the questions as short as possible and make them very like, to the point be as precise with your language no fluff avoid that if there's someone that's really um that you know that maybe they're like i know we talk about librarians all the time but people who you know are going to be more like long-winded in some way or really like <laughs> librarians are long-winded. <laughs> well articulate maybe that would be a better way of putting they it they just like word yeah. <laughs> like uh, us but someone maybe it's like a, a um i don't know maybe you have a product for moms or something like that and you know that, that maybe they're going to put something more time into it then make it 
in a way that is um, a little more flowery, a little bit more personal. So kind of know your target audience and know how to word the questions. Um, and then in that, that's kind of the flow that you want in your in your emails to them or in your text messages to them. Tell them why you're reaching out to them. Um, tell them what the purpose is that it will benefit. Maybe it'll benefit them in the long run. And then ask your questions. Okay, another really cool thing that we didn't really talk about, but I think this is amazing because a lot of older businesses do this. And when they do, I kid you not, I sit there when I'm like waiting at the office or whatever, I like read them. It's when people actually write handwritten thank you cards to a business and they're like, you guys were amazing. And then they pin those up on their bulletin board. I legitimately read those Mm -hmm. while I am in their business Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, what did they buy? (laughs) Right. But here's how I learned this tip from somebody who is significantly older than me, a lot wiser and pretty cool. Basically what, what they were talking, this guy was talking about specifically was if he creates a postcard that has how was your experience with us and what could we have done to make it better? All this stuff or and ask all these different questions. Okay, so he had a postcard, right? And then before he was leaving the interaction, he pulls the postcard out and says, hey, and if you could take the time to let us know how we did today, that would be really wonderful. And then he reaches in his pocket and pulls out a postcard stamp and puts the stamp <laughs> on the postcard in front of them. And you want to know something? He said that when that happened, when the the whole, like, taking the, the stamp out of the pocket and putting it on the postcard nice was, like, slow. no, <laughs> seriously, like it was, like, I'm committing, like, what is it, like, 20 cents mm. to this so that you will respond. It dramatic, it increased their review or postcard mailback rate by, like, 80%. Wow. It was incredible. And so, because people are like, whoa, you just literally put a stamp on that because now I got to mail it. Like, I'm invested. (laughs) And so, um, when you get those back, you get to post them up in your business. That's really cool. You can also take... Yeah, you can put them on your website. You can take pictures of them and post them in your Google (laughs) photos. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of ways you can do that. Okay, so... Sorry, side tangent, but I was just like, this is, the man is a psychologist. This is amazing. So, Becca, tell us what you should do with the reviews after you receive them. You've got this valuable feedback from customers. Now what? Okay. So, if you get great reviews, that's awesome. You should be responding to them. So, if somebody's commenting on your Facebook or your uh, Google business page, first of all, you should have claimed those things especially Mm -hmm. the Google business listing. And then you should respond to those things. And someone says, yeah, I had a really great time with this person, blah, blah, blah. Like, wow, thanks so much for saying that. We really appreciate your business. And if you had a personal note that you wanted to make on there to that person, um, do that. Not necessarily like super, super like, and say hi to your wife. (laughs) But I mean. Jamie and the boys. (laughs) Hope they're doing well. (laughs) Don't get all grandma-y, but you know. Definitely thank them publicly for those reviews. Sometimes people will comment back like even more stuff about their experience mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, this is like a really long love fest. I love <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, we're, and, and we're going. We're still going. <laughs> but definitely keep that uh, positive going on. Yeah. So who should you be reaching out to, Ruthie? Um, so this also 
um, keep in mind when you are like like Becca was talking about with Bradley if someone says that they have a negative experience you're going to want to have a system set up to respond to negative people um, so if it's something or someone who hasn't had a negative experience with you maybe not negative people that's probably not the best way to word that but like don't you should have a separate process that you go through so if it's like um someone if you just have one email template that every time is like thanks so much for your review it's like okay but they had a horrible experience like <laughs> just like so then have a way that you can like reach out to them and and maybe there's oh one thing that i saw that i thought was really cool was like when someone had an abandoned cart like if they put a bunch of stuff in there and they didn't buy it then they would get an email a couple like I think it was like a week later saying, what could we have done to make you um, submit your order? So then that gives the, the them the opportunity to say, if you would have had more discounts, if you would have like sold this specific brand or something like that. So you're still getting that feedback from them in a way that can actually enhance the experience for them. Um, so who you should be reaching out to is the people who've had good experiences and the people who've had bad experiences. And um, if there's a way that you can know the the age demographic of the people who you're servicing, um, obviously, like, you should be reaching out to people who are, like, not children you know <laughs> so like, <laughs> know the age range of the people that you're needing to get the reviews back from. okay but here's here's the thing when you're like what can we have done better if they respond you need to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh, we'll add that support ticket to the list. Thanks. And never get back to you. <laughs> yeah. And and I think one of the things, even in some of the software stuff that I've tried, somebody's like, why didn't you use this anymore? And I'll, I, I responded, well, quite honestly, because the software was not intuitive and it kept not working for me. <laughs> and they responded, well, I'm so sorry we had that experience. We could definitely set you up with a customer representative to walk you through that or whatever. I'm like, I do not have the time for that. <laughs> but if you specifically hone in on what was the functionality that was broken, mm. I would probably respond and say, this was what wasn't working. Mm -hmm. There was no guided tour to show me how to use this correctly or whatever. And then boom, that's the content you should be making as a YouTube video or whatever. And then sending it back and saying, here's that video. So sorry you didn't have a great experience, but we went out of the way to make some content for that. So in the future, people won't have this problem. Regardless of if I had that experience that was positive or not, um, it's going to help the next person so that your product is better and people will like it more mm -hmm. yeah so that is our episode for this week next week we will be discussing um how to pay off your student loans so don't uh, miss that one it's going to be really good and we're going to talk about some personal experiences with that some of you are like where's the fun part we're not done <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're going to tell you a quick story um, this story Rithi apparently wants us to tell. Oh, and it's one of my favorites. I think it's hilarious. Okay. So when I first started dating my now husband, <laughs> you're going to get to meet him. His name is Joel. This is exciting. Like I'm trying to build the hype for this. Okay. So we're going to interview Joel for this last little sister gawk portion. Um, so, um, this is a story of seriously what happened when he first met my family. <laughs> Okay, so welcome, Joel. Yay! Cue literally, the just actual like us clapping. Our little claps. Yeah. 
glad I can become the the laughter of the episode. This is great. Good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> okay, Joel. So tell us about your experience meeting our family. Well, let's just say I hope this doesn't happen to anyone else <laughs> because it was kind of uh, embarrassing, but also extremely uncomfortable at the same time. So you know how like when you're meeting your your you know significant other's family significant other's family for the first time you want to make a good impression well it was really hard to make a good impression when um the first thing that happens is i walk into the house and they're like okay we're gonna sit down to eat um and i get stuck between (laughs) becca's two younger siblings miriam and micah miriam and micah and um they had some serious sickness going on like like if the, if this was today people would be like oh they've got covid or whatever um they're both hacking so up along they're both just just coughing so much and eating at the exact same time as so they're we're coughing. all eating together and um they just start eating their food and mid bite they're just coughing and plastering my arms with food and i'm like okay what do i do now just want to ignore it so that i don't cause any issues or anything with the family just want to be pleasant um and then um as the food was being passed around, I noticed like people were just like putting their hands in my food. Like her two younger siblings were putting her hands in my food and I was to like To clarify, we this were is... having we were having Chinese food and we had spring rolls and everybody was egg rolls. Egg rolls. And everybody was really excited about the egg rolls and Micah was especially excited about the egg rolls. <laughs> yeah, and he was yeah. so excited that I it came to my spot to get the egg rolls and I'm like where are the egg rolls does anyone have them I'm like where where did they go there were tons there and I look over and Micah has them just all stuffed inside his shirt in like a little little uh marsupial pouch little pouch of of egg rolls and he's like oh I got them here and everyone's like put those back put those back and they're like, okay, Joel, you can have one. And I'm like, no, thank you. After he's like manhandled all of them. But he kept going, I don't have an egg roll. I need an egg roll. So then somebody would serve him an egg roll. And then he'd take it and put it in his shirt and then ask for another one. Not Joel, to clarify. It was Micah. So he's getting sprayed on with food. He's having all of his food touched. And then... I think I made a good impression. So <laughs> he handled good. it like a champ. He stuck <laughs> with it through that part. So uh, we knew he was a keeper. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed that story as much as I did. That's one of my favorites. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah. Join us again next week to discuss student loans. Share our podcast with a friend. Bye. Bye.